This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. As a working professional and possibly a parent, I'm guessing that you get asked to donate money for group gifts fairly frequently. In fact, just a few weeks ago, my husband and I were asked to collect gifts for the staff of our kids' summer camp. My husband does not like to ask for gift donations. The thing is, I know he's not alone. Requesting money for a group gift can be really uncomfortable. So today's episode, I'm hoping to make it just a little bit easier. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. For me, they're my go-to website for high-quality stock photos, for illustrations, when I need any sort of vector art, or even video clips. I'm in the process of creating a brand new keynote address, and that means I need to search for just the right images. So I'm using their search tool, which is great. You can drill down by subject. You can drill down by gender, emotions. You can even sort images by the color spectrum. Right now, we're still in the idea phase, which means we're looking at a lot of images. And we're using the shareable light boxes, which is great because we can all access the images anytime we want. In fact, if you want to give Shutterstock a try, you can start saving images to your light box. You don't even need a credit card. And then once you decide you'd like to purchase, make sure you use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER8 because new accounts receive 30% off any package. That's 30% off new accounts if you use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER8. I think the first step towards making asking for a group gift donation more comfortable is to recognize that not everyone in the group is going to donate, and that's okay. There's always going to be people who won't participate. And the key is to be polite and gracious with everyone, regardless of their ultimate decision. After all, there are many legitimate reasons not to donate. Let me cover the five most common reasons that people opt out of gift donations The first one that I hear is, I'm suffering from gift exhaustion. I think we all feel like that sometimes. At the end of last school year, one of my friends was asked to donate for four preschool teachers, five elementary school teachers, the school support staff, and coaches for three different sports. And that was all in one week. Can you imagine that? It really adds up. So for some people, the only option is to start saying no. Another common reason you'll hear people say, Group gifts are too generic. I like to give more personal or homemade items. And some people really do enjoy buying teacher gifts or have a tradition of making some sort of homemade gift. So don't try to convince these people by telling them that the recipients prefer one large gift to a bunch of junk. Another reason you'll hear, I don't want someone else controlling my money. Whenever I read an article on the topic of group gifts, the comments almost always include this. I think that people are afraid that they'll end up contributing to a gift that they don't like or that the recipient doesn't want. Another common reason is, I don't know the person very well. If you're asking coworkers to contribute a gift to someone's retirement, you've probably heard that comment. Unless, of course, you work in a very small office, you can't expect all of your colleagues to contribute to a gift. Would you buy a gift for someone you only recognize from the employee directory? Probably not. Reason number five. Why should I give a teacher gift? Or fill in the blank, why should I give a X gift? I don't get gifts for doing my job. One time, a well-meaning parent I know sent an email asking for donations for a teacher gift, and only one parent didn't respond. And then rather than leaving that child out, my friend let her sign the card. 
Then the child's mother berated her for including her daughter in the gift that she had intentionally not participated in. Ultimately, the best strategy is to simply offer the option to participate and make it clear that giving is optional. If someone tells you they don't want to participate, you need to be sure that all of your body language and your tone of voice express that you understand and respect that decision. With that out of the way, I want to share with you a few pointers for making group giving more appealing. Step one is to write a brief letter explaining who and what the gift is for. Here's a good example. I'd like to get a small end of your gift for a girl's dance coach, Miss Kari. I especially appreciate that she's put an extra effort this year working on routines on her own time. Would any of you be interested in going in on it with me? Since she's also a college student, I thought it'd be nice to give her a Visa gift card and she can use that towards her books or supplies or anything else she needs. Any amount will be fine. If you want to participate, I'll collect the money and have a card to sign during Thursday's dance class. Be sure to explicitly explain what the money will go toward. If it's a large group, I think it's best to choose the gift and then tell everyone what it is. If it's a small group, you can ask for suggestions, but be prepared to make that final decision. A gift card is always an option. You don't have to raise a specific amount to purchase it, and the recipient can get something they really want. Don't ask for a specific amount. Everyone has different ideas about what's appropriate and what's affordable. Someone will only want to give $5 while someone else might want to give $20 to $30. Also, be clear about deadlines and how the funds will be collected. It's okay to send one reminder as the deadline approaches, but don't spam your group with final reminder emails unless you really want to annoy them. Next, choose a method of money collection that's simple for everyone. You can pass around an envelope in the office, or you can have donors mail you the money. Or you can also use a group gift purchasing website, such as eBay Group Gifts or Frumus. Or Frumus, I'm not sure how to say that. Just start a page for the recipient, and you can add the gift you want to purchase, and then email the link to the potential donors, and if they choose to donate, they add their gift amount to the pot. And the best part is that the process is completely anonymous. Finally, you'll want to include a handwritten note of appreciation, along with a list of the donor names so that the gift recipient knows who to thank. Again, remember, you're not going to get 100% participation, but that's okay. Remember, you're a facilitator and not a fundraiser. If you can purchase a nice gift for the recipient without annoying or offending anyone in the group, I'd call that a success. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, helping you lead, influence, and inspire through better communication. Your success is my business. Right now, I'm giving away my top 10 tip cheat sheets. You can find those over at lisabmarshall.com. A couple of weeks ago, I got an email from someone who was procrastinating on delivering some feedback. If you'd like to learn how to deliver restorative feedback, check out my book, Smart Talk, at smarttalksuccess.com. And don't forget our sponsor, shutterstock.com. They can help you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to shutterstock.com and use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER8. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.